Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hello, beautiful sisters, and welcome to episode 25, how to have the best year of your life. I'm not messing around for this episode. How to have the best year of your life. This is coming up for me. I wanted to talk about this because I feel like time is ticking away. Time is ticking. That's just how I've been feeling lately with all the changes that are going on and my kids growing up and all that. And I realized that, and this comes up a lot with my coaching clients recently. If you don't make a change today, right now, right here in this moment, you'll end up being exactly where you are now in a year's time. If I was to come and check on you in one year's time and say, hey girl, how you doing? What's new? You wouldn't be able to say anything is new because you're exactly where you were. That's called being stuck. And there is nothing, nothing more torturous than being stuck. That is for sure. There was this story that I heard from one of the social media platforms, and I just loved it. So I'm going to share it with you, my friends. If I came up to you and offered you a million dollars today, a million dollars, just here, take it. There's no strings attached. Would you take it? Of course you would. You would snap it up right away. No questions asked. You'd be happy. You'd be grateful. Life would be good. What if I said, I'm going to give you $10 million dollars? today, right here, you walk away with it, but you don't wake up tomorrow. This is it. This is your last day on earth. What would you say? Of course, you're going to say no, like hell. No, I don't think so. That is the worst deal ever. Why? Because you want more time because you're not done doing what you're doing. And you would give up $10 million to show up tomorrow, to wake up tomorrow. So what are we doing? Why are we wasting our time knowing how precious it is? Like, why don't we act like there is no tomorrow today so that it lights a fire under our butt and we go and achieve all the things that we want to achieve in this lifetime? Why are we wasting our time when it is so precious? It's worth $10 million. We just think we have all the time in the world, but we don't. And you know what? That is what midlife is all about. That's why we're feeling all these feelings when we get to midlife. I want to um, quote Brene Brown because I love her and because this quote is exactly what we need to hear today. Midlife is when the universe gently places her hands upon your shoulders, pulls you close and whispers in your ear, I'm not screwing around. All of this pretending and performing, these coping mechanisms that you've developed to protect yourself from feeling inadequate and getting hurt has to go. Your armor is preventing you from growing into your gifts. I understand that you needed these protections when you were small. I understand that you believed your armor could help you secure all the things you needed to feel worthy and lovable but you're still searching and you're more lost than ever. Time is growing short. 
There are unexplored adventures ahead of you. You can't live the rest of your life worried about what other people think. You were born worthy of love and belonging. Courage and daring are coursing through your veins. You were made to live and love with your whole heart. It's time to show up and be seen. And she goes on to say, if you look at each midlife event as random, standalone struggle, you might be lured into believing you're only up against a small constellation of crisis. The truth is that the midlife unraveling is a series of painful nudges strung together by low-grade anxiety and depression, quiet desperation, and an insidious loss of control. By low-grade, quiet, and insidious, I mean it's enough to make you crazy, but seldom enough for people on the outside to validate the struggle or offer you help and respite. It's the dangerous kind of suffering, the kind that allows you to pretend that everything is okay. Mm. And when I read that, I'm like, yes, this is where we, this is what we do as women and mom. We pretend everything is okay. We pretend we got this. And then we just struggle along in silence. And now that we're in midlife, it makes it easier to bust out of that, to shed that version of ourself and to step in who we truly are and what we truly want in this part of our life because we get to we get to I want to say step away from being the mom and we never do but I mean we can transform into what that looks like our relationship with our kids and how we show up for them and the things that we do for others and how we show up for ourselves. and when it comes to midlife the letting go of, it's not a crisis, the unraveling of who we are, like, who are we really? Who do we want to be from this point forward? You can literally, this blows my mind, you can literally wake up every morning and say, today, I'm going to be a whole new person. You can create a new version of yourself in this moment right here. You don't need to wait till Monday or you don't need to wait for some kind of trauma you can decide to do it in this moment right here. And step one is getting clear on what you want to create for yourself. What is your big, scary dream? And a lot of times when I coach people, they don't know. That's why they're stuck because they don't even know what their big, scary dream is, what their goal is. And that's not a problem, my friends. But you want to start with figuring out what that is. And a lot of the times, if we don't know, we can get overwhelmed and shut down, but we can ask ourselves really good questions like, okay, what don't I want? Because we do know that a lot from our experiences. That was horrible. I don't want more of that. So if we, if we aren't clear on what we do want, let's just focus on what we know from our experience that what we don't want, because we can cross things off our list from that perspective. So we can move forward, we can hone in, we can zone in, we can get clearer and clearer as we put our attention to it and get curious about it. That's my favorite thing to be and do in midlife is be curious, do curious all day, every day. That is how you learn and grow. That's how you get the answers. And in Atomic Habits, I love the Atomic Habits book. It is so good. Talk about the habit loop. 
the loop is there's four things. There's the cue and the craving. That's the problem. They call that the problem phase. And then there's the solution phase, which is the response and the reward. And when you break it down into the two phases, you can make a change because when we have a habit that we don't want, we do it all the time. We just put it into our subconscious. We don't think about it. So remember our brain just wants to, um, avoid pain, seek pleasure and conserve energy. So if we do something all the time, our brain is like, let's put that on autopilot so we don't have to put a lot of energy into it. Meaning we don't think about it. It's like we don't think about our breathing and we don't think about all the things we do all the time, whether they're good or bad. That That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about like being aware of it. Oh my gosh, that is on autopilot. Okay, I need to rein that in. I need to take control of that again. And the cue and the craving is the problem because you get this cue. Like something happens in your awareness and then all of a sudden you're thinking about that thing that you're craving. And, and in today's society, it is our, it's so hard to k- take control back of our brains because we, ha- it's, our brain has been hijacked by the food industry, by all of the industries, because they just have done so much research and science and they know how the brain works. So they know how to easily hijack our dopamine. And the dopamine is supposed to be, um, you know, getting those hits every once in a while because it's the desire, the anticipation, but we're just constantly being hit with it over and over and over again. And it's, our brain isn't designed to be consistently having all these huge dopamine hits. It's supposed to be a little bit and then down the road some more. And so that is how um, these huge industries and all the, the science and the money have been put towards hijacking our brain. And these are where, they, where the, the habits, the loops, the addictions happen. So we have our, our cue and our craving, but the solution phase is the response and the reward. And the way I like to say it is as soon as we get the awareness, because this is like if you're listening to me on the podcast, I'm just drawing a circle with my hand. This is our loop. It's just continuous. We go in this circle over and over and over again. But when we have the awareness of it, there's a small little break in that circle. And that is where we can create change. As soon as there's awareness, then we create the space to notice the response. Oh, usually like a response is good. A reaction is usually what we do. We're just reacting. But as soon as we create the awareness of what's going on, then we can do a response instead where we can think about it. We can process it. And we can change it and we can respond in a way we do want instead of reacting in an emotional way that we've always done just because we're in the loop. And then we can change the reward. We can get a different reward. So there's that one little moment in time when we can change the habit and that's the awareness that it's going on. And the the way you can see your cues or your cravings are by noticing either the thought in your head because we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day we barely recognize all of them so they're running on autopilot or we can recognize the feeling we're having if it's a bad feeling tense in our body oh we don't like that okay that's an awareness then you could get curious about it and solve for it right or it's an action we're taking maybe it's like oh here I go I know for me personally girls ladies sisters if we are 
at the sink. Okay, no, if I'm at the sink eating something, I know it's something I shouldn't be eating. That's why I'm standing at the sink eating it. So that's an action. So if I find myself standing at the sink eating something, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Look at what I'm doing. And then, boop, I've created that space because there's the awareness. So remember, it can be your thoughts. Those are the toughest for people because, like I said, there's so many of them and we're not... I. I want to create all of my, all of my clients, anyone who works with me to be a watcher of their thoughts, but usually we're not, we're the thinker of our thoughts and we're unconscious in that. So it's our thoughts, our feelings, because our body is giving us feedback. Remember, our feelings are the language of our body. The thoughts are the language of our brain and then our actions. So there's three different ways or the results. You can see the results that you're getting. If you don't like the results, boom, you can change it. So there's four different ways that you can see the action that you're taking and make a change. So that's that little bit of awareness. It's huge. And also in Atomic Habits, they talk about 1% change, 1% change. Now this sounds like a little bit, but it can be big when you have to show up and do it every single day, right? Every single day, you can't do 1%. Sometimes when you kind of feel like it sort of, it doesn't work like that. Trust me, I tried. You guys, I tried it out, it doesn't work. Let me save you the time and hassle. It's compound over time because it's a small little thing that we do consistently every single day that makes the change. It's just, the way you do it is self-discipline. And I, I think it's episode 22 that I talk about self-discipline. The difference between the average person and the person that gets the gold medals, the person that has the big money, the person that has the job they want, all of that is the self-discipline. They're showing up every single day, even when it's hard, even when they don't want to, they keep showing up and doing that 1%, just that 1%. That's all you have to do. It's so easy when you break it down that way, but it's like, there are days when I don't want to do it. But if I do it, if I'm the one who keeps doing it, then I'm going to get those results more so than the other people. And that is how I get my big results. Uh, my oldest son, Fee, he's always talking about this. Every time we have the, me and um, my boys, Santos and Phoenix, have these discussions. We have these deep philosophical discussions. Love, love, love them. That's what our dinner time is. And Phoenix will always say, he, this is one thing he totally believes in, is that if you want something bad enough, you just got to show up for yourself to do it all the time, more so than the other person. You got to want it more than that other person so that you'll show up day in and day out and do the thing that it takes. And you can learn a, any skill that way, any skill. You just got to do it more than the other person that wants it. You got to want it more than that other person so that you can get better than they are. And you can learn any skill. And that is like the fixed and the growth mindset. So he's got a growth mindset. It's like, doesn't matter what it is. I can learn it if I just put the time in, put the effort in. And this is, this has served him well, right? This has served him well in his life. And if he carries on with this, okay, my work here is done. I'm good. I don't have to worry about him in this department. Trust me, kids, you got to worry about him in some department. But so, and I, I totally agree with his philosophy. So how can I get the results I want? 1%. 1%. And if you've listened to this, you know there's three things I'm working on this year. And every day, so for my tennis, every day in the summer, because it's nice, I go and I spend 20 to 30 minutes practicing my serve. And it's only been a month and already my serve has improved a thousand percent. 
because I'm just showing up every day and doing it, just doing it and doing it and doing it. I go there and I have a bucket of balls, 50 balls, and I do every service corner and it's working. It's working and it's so easy. And actually it relaxes me. I feel so good when I do it. It's like my meditation. I'm not good at sitting meditation. I love moving meditations. And the research shows that when you're trying to be creative, you want to be moving your body. That's how your brain works in its creative form. The best is moving your body. So I'll walk, I'll ride my bike, I'll go play tennis. All of that. That's when I get my best ideas. It used to be running, but because my body doesn't allow me to run anymore, I had to find a new way to do it. And I did. Not a problem. Not a problem. So that is how you want to make sure that you are have your own back. That when I check in on you in one year's time, that you're not the exact same person stuck in the exact same spot, saying the same things, doing the same things over and over again to get the same results. I want to see you thriving. I want to see you freedom. I want to see you doing all the things that you've ever thought in your brain that were possible for you because they are. If you can think it, you can create it. I believe this. Even if you don't know how or you think it's possible for you, if you think it, you can create it. It wouldn't be possible to be in your brain, to have that thought in your brain if it wasn't possible for you to create it. And so go after those big scary dreams and this is how you do it. 1%. Self-discipline. But a lot of the times it seems too much, too big when we have that big scary dream. Yeah, you know what? If I look at my big scary dream... I'm going to get overwhelmed because that is a lot. And when I get overwhelmed, I shut down. So I do nothing. And I know for sure when I do nothing, I'll never achieve my goal. So I want to notice that overwhelm, the feedback. Oh, my body's giving me feedback. I'm feeling overwhelmed. So I'm having this thought like it's too much. So I just break it down into one small thing every day. That 1%, just one small thing every single day. When I look at my Spanish, now the tennis is easy because I love it. Spanish and my handstands, those are more work for me. So I try to find something in my Spanish world that I enjoy more because I know if I enjoy it, I'll do it more. And I've been doing that because I know my future self, I have big dreams and big goals and big plans for my future self and I know that I'm going to make my future self's life way easier if I do my work now in this moment right here a little bit every day and then when I get to where I want to go oh my gosh it's going to be so much easier and that's what this Spanish is all about if I don't I'm going to be really mad at myself my future self is going to be super pissed off at my past my past self for slacking and not having my own back so even though it's hard five minutes a day yes I can do that every single day every single day because remember if I would have started this a year ago right now today I would be fluent in Spanish so Every day I'm getting better and better and better just for five minutes. And then on those days when I'm having fun or I have the energy or I got my groove on, I'll do 10, I'll do longer, I'll do more. But I'm giving myself the grace of just five minutes a day because it's doable. Okay, so that's what you want to do. How do you, we started this with the question of like, how do you have the best year of your life? The best year of your life. You go out there and you create it for yourself but not by doing the things that you did this morning or yesterday. Those things aren't working. You go out there and create. First of all, you decide what you want to create, your big scary dream. 
And then you break it down. And every single day you show up for yourself. Remember, even on the days when you don't want to, even on the days when it's hard, even on the days when you haven't seen the progress. I hear that a lot from my clients. I got to see progress in order for me to keep moving forward. You want to find that happiness from reaching our end goal to where we are now. We have to have these happiness wins along the way to keep us going. So if your goal is a year from now, You need more happiness wins in there or smaller wins in there to keep you showing up every day. So see if you can break it down into smaller goals, right? If I have a year and I want to be fluent in Spanish, I'm like, "Mm, you know, I'm going to start off with a bang, but six months in, I'm going to kind of peter off. Yeah. So I need to break it down into smaller goals so that I'm winning more often. I have more happiness throughout my endeavor to reach the goal. Just 1%, 1% every single day. And when I can commit to that, anything is possible. And if I can do it, you can do it too. So I want you to dream bigger. I want you to get unstuck because the stuckness happens in our brains. That's where we get stuck. So I want you to notice all of these things. And remember, when you have that awareness, if you're stuck in that loop, if you have that awareness, that's that small little gap that you can make a change. The awareness is the is possibility of change and that is where everything magical can happen remember you are always finding what you're looking for so go out there and find the magic and the mystery in everything and make those big scary dreams come true this year because this is your year go have fun thank you for listening Always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.